0: J.T. Crowley is talking books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. Hello, I'm J.T. Crowley, and today on my show, I'm delighted to have Joanne Slead, a children's author from Los Angeles area of California in the United States. Her book, The Secret Life of Bears, is is a story telling young children from the ages of two to five that no matter what their upbringing or background, that Jesus loves them and is there for them at all times. That's the important bit of this book. The story is beautifully told through the characters Papa Bear and Baby Bear, with adorable illustrations by Mohammed Damouche, supporting and bringing the story to life. Because the illustrations, everybody, really do bring the story to life here in this. Magical, adorable little book, but that is a significant message to young kids here. Joanne Slees, as she puts it, has had a remarkable life, growing up on a farm in the states of Kansas, pretending pigs were horses to ride on. <laughs> I laughed at that one. She has spent a fair bit of her life working as an international relief worker for World Vision International, a large non-profit relief and development organisation. She crisscrossed the world, undertaking various projects to enrich the lives of the underprivileged and disadvantaged. In 1996, she set up a sole proprietorship business, providing services to nonprofit organizations. As well as that, over the years, she served as speaker at several other nonprofit organizations and churches. So let's invite Joanne onto the show to chat about a little bit of herself and her book. Joanne, come and join me on the show.
1: Thank you, John. It's good to see you.
0: Oh, it's really good to see you. Believe me, everybody. We've had a few little <laughs> tech issues here, but we finally got there. We've finally been able to see each other. Isn't it wonderful you. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne. Uh, Before we open your adorable book, could you tell us all a little about yourself and what experiences in your own professional life brought you to the stage of writing this kind of book for very young children?
1: There were a number of things. Uh, The work I did as a relief worker was um, hard on the soul. Uh, And I needed something to lighten things up. But I also needed to make money. So for a long time, I wrote very technical items for World Vision International. Uh, And I interviewed a number of people in places like Rwanda who were survivors. And again, that was hard on the soul. And so it it was just a delight to write write something lighthearted, but that still have a message. And Actually, believe it or not, you're probably not surprised. I am baby bear. I was baby bear. And Jesus and I have just had this close relationship because of the things I've gone through in my life. And he cuddles me and he talks to me and He, uh, I do my best to walk in his, his path. And I wanted to be able to communicate that to young children because um, there are a lot of books out there that are, you know, children's books that have a nice message and, and and I love nice messages, but at the same time, I want them to have the most important message.
0: I'm intrigued, Joanne. Why did you choose Bears to tell the story and why are you telling the storyline through Baby Bear? You've already touched briefly on that. It, you know, this is you trying to tap into the hearts of very young creative minds. For children of that early age really do have imaginative thoughts.
1: And that was something I would like to encourage because yeah. um, they, they can take off in their own and go, wow, I could be baby bear. Yeah. I could do this with God. I could do this. And that, that was my hope.
0: I think that's amazing. Um, I suspected that, but I needed you to tell the audience that. Now, (laughs) when we look at the book, everybody, on page three in the book, we have a fishing scene. Why that scene, Joanne? What are you telling people? What are you telling the kids?
1: I don't know if you've noticed that Baby Bear is sitting there with his fishing rod bent, and he is not strong enough to bring in that fish. So Papa Bear doesn't do it for him, but he puts his arms around Baby Bear on that fishing rod and is helping him pull the big fish in.
0: So that's the story. It's a story about support. Jesus' support for young kids. That's what that scene's about, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: It's great, everybody. Now, I like the illustrations where the bears are making cookies. Who doesn't like cookies? (laughs) (laughs) And I like the oven. Oh, that's another one. And so there they are, they're making cookies and having a cuddle. They're comforting scenarios, but I suspect you have a message for kids here. What is that message?
1: That God does everything with them. I mean, he even makes cookies. Who who thinks of a God who makes cookies? Who thinks of a God who is fun to be with? Mm, a lot of people don't. And yet he is those things. And and. I especially want little kids to know that he is not a stern, judgmental, I'm going to spank you if you don't obey God.
0: No, I mean, in my own life, you know, he's not that sort of person at all. I know some people see that, but he's not. And, you know, throughout my own life, and probably yours as well, he's been, been there for you at the good times and the bad times, and he's put a cuddle round.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: And that's why you're telling that little story in that scene, there, isn't it?
1: It is. Uh, we all need cuddles from time to time.
0: Oh, we do. We sure do. Um. You know, when I look, he
1: makes good cookies too. Does he? He does.
0: Has he got his own recipe?
1: I'm sure he does. I don't know what the ingredients are.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> you see, we are laughing here, everybody, because that that's what the book is about. There is, you know, a sense of, you know, laughter in there. It's, it's lighthearted, but there's a very simple message to young kids. And talking about the illustrations, let's go on to... The significance behind the illustrations of Papa Bear. And if you look at the book, he's looking back down on Earth and baby bear is doing what we call here in the United Kingdom, angel wings in the snow. And you've also got pictures of the galaxies. And I thought, hmm, where's Joanne going with this little scene? So where are you going with this little scene?
1: Children need to know how big God is as much as possible at that age I mean even as an adult I don't know how big God is he's enormously powerful and yet at the same time he's fun loving and he does things like sprinkle snow on the earth so that we can do s- snow wings <laughs> um, we call them snow angels here but same difference Fantastic. and it's important to know that he created everything there is. He created the universe. He created the stars. He created the planets. He created light, he created dark. And he's, to me, he's just amazing. I, I I, love astrophysics for dummies. I can't do the math by any stretch of the imagination. And I can't even grasp all the meanings of of it but but I love the fact there is a a particle in physics uh, it's a subatomic particle called a gluon and it it says in the bible that Jesus holds everything together and the gluon is in the shape of a cross and that just that just struck me as so wonderful and I was trying to portray that as as, as a simple message for children. I mean, they're not going to get all that, but they will get, hopefully, that he made it all.
0: And, of course, you take the storyline a little bit further when the next, uh, you know, what you're saying in the next few pages, because these are the illustrations of the flowers, the bugs and the insects, because this is the story of creation. How important do you think the story of creation, Joanne, is to young kids? And you've already touched on this. It's very, very important to you as well, isn't it? And that's why you're writing about this scene here.
1: Yes. Um, it's important for us all to realize, and especially children, that, you know, God made not only the big things, but he made the tiny things he he made ladybugs, do you have ladybugs in the u k ladybugs ladybugs yeah and um and he made little flowers and he made worms and and I loved it when the, i I asked the illustrator if he could make a cute worm, <laughs> and he did he did yeah he did he did.
0: And I, oh, you know, I, I, when I looked at the illustration, the bear holding the heart, you know, Papa bear is holding a heart and the two bears flying the kite is, I think you're trying to say to young kids, you know, Jesus loves you and he's holding a heart out for you.
1: Yeah. He's, he's giving his heart to baby bear. Yes. Literally giving it and, and the kite is the two of them uh frolicking together for want of a better word. Uh they are um everything that baby bear can't do by himself, which is almost everything. <laughs> but Papa does it with him, not for him. And um although he does it for him too, but he doesn't take over um, and the kite i just was a sense of freedom to me it it's like watching it fly in the sky and it's it it's a delight
0: it is you know it's fly high fly high with your dreams and fly high with the lord fly high with jesus that's what this little scene is all about everybody So. Yes, there are messages within all the um, illustrations, but at the end of the day, it's an enjoyable, really enjoyable little kid's book with wonderful, wonderful illustrations and little messages. Now, you put a jungle scene in here. Hmm. Was this you because you have been to Africa on your own missions and your own projects, and you thought, "Oh, I'll put a jungle scene in here."
1: Probably. Um and I love the hippo uh, because I, hippos are funny to me. They're actually dangerous in the wild, but they're they're very in a dangerous, cartoon, yeah. they're funny. Mm. In a cartoon they're funny and uh going to the jungle is an adventure. I mean I, I liked this particular jungle scene because there's nothing scary in it. Uh and God has removed all the scariness of that adventure. But I, I love the sloth, I love the I love the monkey, I love the hippo, I love the rainbow fish. I mean, they're just everything that you might see in a dream jungle vision.
0: And, of course, there are, you know, kids who are brought up and live in the jungles. You know, you only have to think of the kids in the Amazon jungle and in Africa as well. There are kids who live in jungles, aren't there?
1: There are. There are.
0: And he loves them just as much, doesn't he?
1: Yes, he does. And sometimes the experiences love more because they have less in this world.
0: Yes. Jesus you know the whole message behind it here book, everybody is that Jesus doesn't differentiate you know no matter what your gender is, what your background is, you are still a child of his, that's right, absolutely, and you know the singing and the playing around scenes are sweet, aren't they? um but you have a message here for the kids, no doubt, a similar message in the illustrations where Papa Bear is holding baby bear. Who's upset and hurt? They're cute. But you've got a cute message here as well, haven't you?
1: In my life, I had some hard things in my life. And, I mean, we all have. And Jesus was always here for me, uh, taking me in his arms and whispering my ear. I may not have understood what he was saying, but I knew it was him, and he was comforting me. And that—that's just important for everybody. Everybody to know that he comforts us. He—he's there for us. He's—he's he's never far away. He's right here.
0: Do you know, for me, Joanne, the most significant um, part of this book—you know what you wrote and the illustrations which supported what you wrote. It's the scene where Baby Bear is following in the footsteps of Papa Bear. I thought that was very cleverly done. And of course it is, you know, for us, um, and, and when I've chatted to you, you said you are Baby Bear in the book. This is you following the Lord's way. You're following his footsteps and that's what you're telling the young kids here, isn't it?
1: It is. And it's, it's important for them to do their best to follow. Uh, you, You notice, I'm sure that baby bear's arms are straight out. Like, like he's, he's trying to maintain his balance to make sure he's following in the right footsteps. And that's kind of how my life's lifespan is like I'm holding my arms out straight, doing my best to keep my balance, to follow Jesus as best I can.
0: Of course, in life, you know, Jesus gives us choices to make, you know, paths to choose. And sometimes we don't go down the right path, do we?
1: That's for sure.
0: And Sometimes we have to cross over back to the, the right path. And there's a little bit of that message there as well. But as I say, at the end of the day, this is a young kid's book, beautifully done, beautiful illustrations, and it's a story. Yes, I know there are messages, but it's still a story. And it's a story that you can read to, um, you know, for a child in a bedtime to sit with a parent, with a grandparent, uh, with a caring adult, or even a teenager, a young, I mean, an old an older child to sit and read at night time. And they can think about what's in this book together. That's what this book is about, everybody. And finally, Joan, the last few illustrations are basically saying Jesus can be your dad if you let him. Isn't it?
1: Yep. All you have to do is ask.
0: Are you grateful in your own personal life that you chose him as your dad as well?
1: Oh, he saved me from more than I can tell you right now. He saved me and I adore him and he adores me. And without him, I think I would not have made it.
0: Your Christianity is so important to you, isn't it? And that's why you wanted to share what's happened in your own life, your own experiences with young kids, and that's the underlying reason for writing this book.
1: That's 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 exactly it, and and I'm hoping for children out there that they can draw from my experience and make it their own.
0: Did you enjoy um, working with the illustrator, Muhammad, putting these? I
1: beautiful- did. I did it was very interesting in in the beginning um baby bear ended up in the first sketch looking like he had a beard <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i gently go back and i say make the bottom of his face rounder <laughs> and he did and that, that was one of the hiccups we had in the beginning. And, and uh, so he kept, you know, he, he kept making it rounder until I was happy. <laughs> but um, once we worked together for a few scenes, we really clicked and he was a delight to work with. And, and it was interesting. I, I don't know if he's a Muslim or not, but uh, I gave him an option in the beginning. I said, I want you to know that this is a Christian book before you do anything, because I don't want you to be offended. I don't want you to feel like you've been led down the garden path, as we say in the States. Uh, So I made that very clear to him. And he said, no, no problem. I want to do it. So that was a delight as well.
0: Because oh, he's from Morocco, isn't he?
1: Yes.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm intrigued. So we've got this book, um, Joanne. Have you got any intentions of writing more books? You know, young children's books or adults' books. Now that you've got this one under your belt, are you? Well,
1: I. I think there's going to be a. It's going to turn into a series of uh, team bear books. Um, Baby bear is baby bear in name because he's too little to know he's a cub. Well, he he gets a little older and he realizes that he's cubby bear. And along comes cutie bear, his sister. And they have their adventures together with their friends who are not all bears. There well, there's Nosi, who is also a bear, and Sir Oliver or Sir Ollie, who is also a bear. But there's Moosey and Mozzarella. Mozzarella is about three inches tall. Uh she's tiny. Uh there is Sheepish, who is a lamb, and there is Rabbi. Rabbi is Rabbi because He's a rabbit, but the tea is silent at the end. So they have their adventures together, and I can see that being two or three books. Um, also, there there's a book that I really, really want to write. It's called The Half a Tater.
0: And what's that gummy about?
1: There is a world where people only eat potatoes and the farmers are struggling as they have to manually dig up the potatoes every year and they and they just are barely able to feed everyone on the planet people are hungry a lot so there is this guy who creates a machine called the tater and he builds it and sells it as a machine that will dig up Every potato in the field, so all all the farmer has to do is go along and pick up the, the potatoes in, in buckets and take them back for storage and sell and to sell them in the market. The problem with the tater is that when the farmers start to use it, it only picks up every other potato, and it leaves half of the potatoes underground in the field. Farmers are not happy. Go go figure. So that for, for years, there's nothing better, so they call it the half-a-tater because it only f- picks up half the potatoes in the field. And then there's a transition where a little girl whose name is Sarah, I think, I haven't quite figured that out, she studies the half-a-tater when it's working and when it's idle. And she is a mechanical whiz. And she puts together her thingamabobs and whatchamacallits and doodads. And she takes the half-a-tater apart. And she puts in all these pieces that she is adding and puts it all back together. And lo and behold, it works. Well, the the farmer's... Tout her as this great savior, because it does work. It picks up all the potatoes and digs them up. The problem is that because they've had to use the half a tater for so many decades, the farmers had planted twice the number of potatoes they would need to feed their families and to sell. Well, once the half a tater becomes the full tater, what do they do with all those extra potatoes, and they become irritated, and they don't know what to do, and so they blame not Sarah but her father because it's his fault she did this.
0: We have a saying well, the rest over... of the <laughs> We Go have ahead. a saying over here, Joanna. The farmers are never happy. It's either raining too much, it's too sunny, it's too windy. And, of course, you came from farming stock, didn't you? I did. <laughs> and the weather was never right. The weather and was I, never right.
1: And I did I did help dig up potatoes.
0: Yeah, I thought you did, and that's where it's come from, everybody. She's gone back to her childhood. Remember, digging up the potatoes, there's a story. But that's for the future, everyone. And- um, yeah, that Joanne, was with
1: my granddad.
0: Where and the rest people, of the
1: book is just – go ahead. Sorry. I
0: don't know. And the rest the of, the, rest book of the book
1: is – people working together as a team to try and figure out how to deal with all these potatoes and what they should do to go forward. So that's the book.
0: Well, let's wait and see when that comes out. Joanne, where can people get your books from?
1: Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. Um, my website which is secretlifeofbears.com. Uh and you can get it at the publisher which is xlibris.com. And uh if you want a free copy you can come to my house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a bit of a long journey from me coming from Derby in the United Kingdom to go to California. I think so. <laughs> Joanne Slead, it's been a wonderful experience to talk to you about your life and your books and especially the, the Young Kids book here, which is wonderfully illustrated, beautiful pictures and with an amazing storyline with all the little messages neatly told within those stories. So all it leaves me to say at the end of all my interviews is everybody. Firstly, Joanne Slade. I Thank you very much. But I'm JT Crowley. Thanks for listening. Wherever you're in the world, stay safe. Until next time.